0: It's, yeah, it's a shit show. Like, but this is a Delta variant shit show. I mean, I I seriously did just get an email from LA County saying, don't be in, don't be crowded like inside. You know, it's dangerous. And that means even with masks. So I like forward it to my employer and I was like, so what are we doing about elevators? What are we doing about stairways? I'm going to just teach outside. I'm going to teach outside with a fucking megaphone. Yeah. Hi there. Like. All you motherfuckers can get inside the elevator, do whatever you want to do. I'll come in after everyone's in Then I am always going to be 10 minutes late for class because all the classes start at the same time. It's horrible. (laughs) Shane
1: said said you should get one of those beer drinking caps but have Lysol
0: in. (laughs) Oh my God. I totally should have a Lysol cap. Oh my
1: God. Well, welcome to season four of Women Bridging the Gap, the Delta variant, <laughs> 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 where we're still doing this podcast at home and for the unforeseeable future.
0: <laughs> yes, we're oh, going God. to be home. Zoom is our life. Just get used to it. That's where we are. So, but we have lots. Today is our our first episode. We're just doing a check-in. We have lots of topics planned for you, but it's been an overwhelming few months for both Lenya and my... So we're going to do a little check-in because we have so much to talk about, but so much of it just made us want to crawl under a rug. Like we could have talked about Juneteenth, but that was upsetting. We could could talk about the Olympics, but that's upsetting. (laughs)
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Everybody just thinks they're like, Oh, Chauvin is going to prison. We can relax. No, Mm -hmm. there's no relaxing. No, there's
1: no relaxing.
0: I mean, even I even have a friend. He's not a friend, but he is, he is a ex-husband of a friend who I always hated. So this was probably biased, but he once sat in a dining room. This was years ago. And he was like, Oh, you know, I would maybe run as a Democrat or as a Republican, like depending on how I could win. And I even then, this was like a hundred years ago, like in the nineties. I was like, you motherfucker, you have no values whatsoever. But whatever, right? But typical DC kind of asshole. So then like he's on Twitter last week, this same person on Twitter two weeks ago, or whatever, about the Charlottesville thing when they had the big remembrance of what went on in Charlottesville. And he's like tweeting about his heartfelt thank yous for this. And I'm like, it's so dirty. It's been so politicized. There is no heart in this at all because he's just taking advantage of this moment of that young woman dying of those people protesting. Yeah. In order to get likes on Twitter, that's what this. Oh, anyway, don't get me started. Don't like so we're not talking about that either.
1: Oh gosh! I just thought of something. I just thought of something. Yeah, I signed up to compete on November the sixth. You're going to be wearing a gas mask, honey. Oh my god! <laughs> is it outside or is it in a gym? It's, it's inside. It's going to be in a gym when when powerlifting competes. We compete in a hotel, you know, Conference. auditorium. Like it, it's a very serious thing. Oh man. I just, you know, I literally just signed up last week. And then I, I didn't even think that this Delta variant was going to get so bad that this could actually impact everything.
0: I know. I don't know where everybody is. We have lots of listeners everywhere. But here in L.A. County, the Delta variant is for real. We just got an email this afternoon from L.A. County urging us to not be in crowds indoors, to always wear a mask. And so everyone, everyone
1: and unvaccinated.
0: Well, even like LAUSD, the school district in Los Angeles is now requiring testing for both vaccinated and unvaccinated people like weekly that on set as well. That's really scary. Just in the idea is that even like they're calling us back to work, but now we have to get, you know, things jammed up our nose once a week, I don't know what's going to happen where I work, but I mean, it is just, it feels very frightening and it, and I am angry about it. I am angry because I'm finally back at a gym. My gym is outdoors mostly. So like I can go, I do wear a mask unless I'm, you know, fully outdoors, but I don't want to give that up. Like I'm back to sort of feeling healthy and feeling strong. And there is those sort of this impetus, like, No, man, go back to sitting in your house unless you have to go out. (laughs) It makes me angry. It makes me angry at unvaccinated people. It really does because, and I wish I felt more largesse about it. I don't know about you, but I, you know, we can joke about it, but I keep, I had a student who listens to this podcast, I think actually email me for a recommendation because she's going to transfer schools because of our, our vaccination policy. And, you know, I don't know what California, I think she's going to apply not to a school in California. And of course I, I have largesse towards my student. I was like, of course, I'll write you a letter of recommendation. You know, you have to do you, but you know, I hit send and I'm like, well, but you're never coming over to my house. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, I'll do what I need to do. Of course. You know, but I was like,
1: I know don't come in my house. I don't, I have a real problem with, Because This is also a policy at my work. I have a real problem with we have to be careful not to out the unvaccinated people because, you know, everybody has a right to this and a right to that. But like, how about my rights to live my life, you know, without having to worry that these dirty cockroaches are (laughs) infringing upon it?
0: Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, this is, you know, like looking at it from a completely academic point of view, this is the point where we need to decide as a society that there's no right answer. And so we just need to pick what way we want to live and where we're going to put our thumbs. So like, for okay. instance, when we think about, I always sort of try to point this out to students, right? Like Where we are right now on religious freedom and, say, LBGTQA rights, where we get to that balance, we're really talking about, I get it, that it's really tough. You don't want to force a, say, a religious adoption agency to have, like when there are other agencies around, that a Catholic agency has to put like a kid within their agency with a gay couple. Right. They're like, it's our right not to do so. And then, but I also totally understand the gay couple. Like I just want to be able to go and get a kid and have a family and we deserve to have a family. Like I fall on the side of, right. You don't ever discriminate and the religion has to step back. That's my value, but I can actually see a sense where the Catholic agency or not Catholics or whatever the religious agency saying they can go somewhere else and get their kid. They just aren't coming to my agency. There's an agency next door. Go to that agency. I can also try to see their point of view too. Right. But as a society, I want to live like what society do you want to live in? I want to live in a society where gay couples can go get kids wherever they want. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's a society I want to live in. I feel like other half of the country say, no, I want to live in that other place. It isn't there's gonna we'll be on a hamster wheel forever if we're trying to decide who's right and who's wrong. It's a values decision, right? And it so there isn't right or wrong. The constitution is like kind of split that doesn't give us an answer. Not that the constitution's effing perfect anyway. I mean, look at it. Women yeah. aren't even mentioned and black men are two thirds of a person. So that's all bullshit anyway. So let's get real. So when you say, yeah, what are we gonna do? And right now, I think we're trying to do everything for everyone and we're fucking failing because I agree with you. We have to take a stand for public health reasons. The unvaccinated need to come around. And I don't think unless it's a medical reason and it needs to be a real medical reason, you know what I mean. There's, there should be no option. And the truth is, so Connor, who's been on our podcast, who like knows a lot about Cuban healthcare policy. They are working on a vaccination with there are some people who are allergic to the things in the vaccination. So mm-hmm. they are working on a different vaccination to counter for those allergies. So like everybody will have to be covered. So the idea is come on. That's the society I want to live in. I don't want to I don't think it's people's First Amendment rights. Like I don't. I, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Yeah. And it's actually made me rethink my own stance. And this is just showing everybody that I'm allowed to learn. Right. You know what I mean? But I was like, I never got a flu shot. I wasn't a flu shot getter. I didn't like getting it. It made me a little sick for a couple of days. It like interrupted my, you know, my groove. And I was like, all right, that's pretty damn selfish, actually. Because if I get the flu, the first four days are what you're walking around with the flu, I'm probably giving it to other people. I don't tend to get sick very often, but I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to get the flu shot this year because I'm going to start, I'm going to be a little less selfish
1: and do it. Right. And I get it every year. I get it every year. Cause I work in public. So it just, yeah, but I get it. I mean, and look, you've grown.
0: I have. Well, <laughs> I, but it's, but the thing is, I want people to know you're allowed to change your mind. You don't yeah. have to dig your heels in. Like I never got it. I always said, Oh, I'll get it when I'm old but maybe I am old now, but I mean, you know, but I've always just sort of punted it. And I was like, you know what? That's bullshit. I'm not going to punt it.
1: So I'll be uncomfortable for two days. What does it matter? But it's sometimes you don't even get uncomfortable with it. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I've had some flu shots where I felt really bad and I've had some where I felt really, you know, no effects at all. It depends on the year and the flu viruses that are, are out in the year. But I mean, Yeah. This whole thing is really, I mean, I, I just didn't, we're a year into this and with our talking about more than a year, but we're a year into this about us talking about it and really not much has changed because I might go another whole year without competing. I might go your whole work life is in balance
0: yeah. And I've been teaching at home and we're moving more and more online. And there is this concept. Will we ever be in
1: person again? But is it necessary? Is it necessary to be in person?
0: I have mixed feelings about
1: it. I'm not.
0: I think that students with ADHD or other focus problems likely do better live in a classroom because there's just they're not going to have set themselves up for success with a laptop because it'll be too easy to get distracted. But do I think that and I also think that for students who don't have the privilege of having in their home a silent place to have a Zoom class, I do think there needs to be places at the school at any school where a student can go right and, and do a Zoom class, even if it's online. But as far as like when I see into the future, I don't think we're there yet where we can say the Zoom experience or the online experience is better than live, but I think we're getting there. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think that it has a lot of really great, cool opportunities and with the emergency is becoming some ingenuity. And I think that's great. But as far as teaching, I mean, I love the idea of going online because I'm like then, you know, I can move anywhere and I could still, you know, I could still keep my job. So that's amazing. But as far as like my soul, I like the live, you know what I mean? I like that energy. I like the give and take in a classroom. I, you know, I'm teaching a class of 80 this fall and I'm so, I was so excited. Now half of it's going to be online. So I don't even know what it's going to look like, but you know, the idea of walking into, like, basically an amphitheater of 80 people and, like, taking them on this journey. I was so excited for that live experience, and now I'm bummed. But what about you? I mean, how do you think? I mean, shopping's kind of online.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, I do virtual styling. So, you know, I mean, other than, like, my stuff at Lorna Jane, but, you know, I just keep Lorna Jane because I want the discount for the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, fun I- I work out, you know, and I just don't, I work out every day and I don't want, well, not every day, but you know what I mean? I work out so much that I don't want to have to do laundry all the time. And you know, it's great. I have a discount on my clothes. So, so the shop, the, the, my work is not really impacted too much. If anything, you know, working online with Chico's has just been, it's been easier. People are less inclined to go to the store and they're more inclined to shop with me.
0: I'm starting to trust online shopping a lot more than I did. You know, I never used to shop online now. I mean, you know, for clothes, I never mm-hmm. used to shop online for clothes, but now I do partly because return policies are so easy. You've yeah. gotten used to it. So, of course, I'm going to buy a pair of pants in two different sizes and just send back the one that mm-hmm. doesn't fit. It just becomes it's much easier. So I
1: I love online shopping. I've been online shopping for almost a decade. I hate going to stores.
0: So we're saying that nothing has changed in a year since we started, at least with regard, regard to COVID. What do you think about our race issues as a
1: country? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Lately, well, to be fair, lately, I don't it doesn't seem as if it's as overt, like the, the craziness, but I mean, it's still the same. I mean, We don't really nothing really has changed. What I mean, it, there's a lot of performative stuff, oh, you know. Well, explain to people what you
0: say by performative, because let's, you know what I mean? I, okay. it, it was interesting to me that somebody had heard about the podcast and listened to it, but then was going to listen to it. I don't think she had. And then said, so tell me what you Karen, Karenism is. It's still amazing, like how many people uh, just don't follow the terms. So what does performative mean?
1: Well... Performative, they they make a lot of noise about that, you know, being an ally to the cause and then but actually, you know, doing nothing if or the bare minimum, you know, and still and still a perfect example. Is that I know someone who says they're an ally, did the whole blackout Tuesday, put their little black square, thinks that was like fantastic, thinks of themselves, that they're so amazing, but allows people to say racist things around them, and has racist friends who have said racist things, and they're still friends, they don't call them out, they don't call their family out, they don't call anybody out, so... They're letting this whole thing, you know, perpetuating the the problem, but they're not, you know, doing anything about it. So I want to know where their allyship actually is, other than they put a black, a little black square, you know, so that was performative. On the corporate
0: level, I think that's true too, right? They like all of a sudden say like Black Lives Matter, but then you look at their corporate structure and have they made a real it attempt
1: at yeah.
0: diversifying their board of directors or yeah. diversifying their employees. Like where are they, where are they standing? Yes. Um, on
1: a corporate level, there's been a lot of them. And a lot of them have made pledges to send money to certain organizations like the NAACP. And then they never came through with those pledges. Yeah. It was a lot of
0: this. Well, just it seems like of- that's, and it's always like where you spend your money is always, well, m- most of these companies will send money to every place because it's all about lobbying power. So you'll see that lots of companies send money to both Democrats. Yes. And and Republicans Mm -hmm. because they're just like playing where their lobbying money is going to go and and what power they're going to have with whoever's in office. So, yeah. So I do find that a lot of that is performative. It's advert. It's PR. It's we're going to start saying we do this. And Karen's
1: is still running strong.
0: Absolutely. I think also just we've moved the just because the news has moved on doesn't mean the events have moved on. You yeah. know, it's hard to know with a 24-hour news service what to actually believe, right? So even now I, you know, trust in newspapers, trust in government, trust in corporations, it's all eroded so much. Pick yeah. pick what you're going to distrust the most that the idea is I don't even know you know, is the lack of reporting mean there aren't any events or is it just not been caught on an
1: iPhone lately or? Oh, you just I- need to get on TikTok. You just need to get on TikTok. Girl, there are so many Black people that post things that will never make the news cycle. They're just not big enough. But I mean, I guess because I follow Black TikTok, right. I see so many of these incidents happen, play out. So I know that Karenism is still a, a thing, it's still a huge thing. The the privilege. I mean, but you know, we could look at the, we could look at, let's look at the news cycle at the moment. Look at how the way the media is treating Simone Biles. Oh, yeah. There's so much bias in the way the this has been reported. Do you think that is because she's a
0: female, or because would this happen to a black male, or do you think it's it's the black female?
1: I think it's the black female because really the black female is the most disrespected. And so, you know, and like, it's as if they don't care. I mean, I'm not a gymnast, but I have done gymnastics. So I know what the twisties are. Right. And so I know what she's suffering from is dangerous and can be life threatening. And the fact that, you know, there are people out there that are telling her that she should just shut up and do her job is, you you know, just proves the point that people just don't care about black women's lives.
0: Yeah, I could totally see how that's interpreted that way. I don't know if I felt it that way. I just, for me, what I felt watching it, I guess, as a white woman play out is that once again, we can ostracize the black woman and like claim some sort of moral deficiency like on her part. And somehow it's OK to do that. Yeah. So it, in that sense of we can call into question her dedication, her patriotism. You can only thank God Trump is not in office. Because you imagine what would have been tweeted. Um, about her not being a patriot. I mean, I just can't even
1: fucking the most imagine. decorated gymnast in the history of gymnastics.
0: Well, and who's done it at uh, the thing is, I don't even care. Like, I want to get let's take all that away. She's just an athlete. Let's say she's not even a medaled athlete any athlete who then would say like even they had i don't know there was something on the front of the new york times the other day about the the climbing wall people and i was like what if somebody said like had said like i've had a fall and i've have a loss of confidence like it's going to be dangerous for me to be up there you know that person should be allowed to, it's yeah. just same as a broken ankle like actually it's not good for the team like it's it's bad for the team it's bad for that person's health it's I hate to say it, is I agree. I guess I agree with you, right? It's the black woman is easy pickings. Do you know what I mean? It's easy to go after. I just can say though that the same thing happened to that tennis star.
1: No, Naomi Osaka.
0: So it's not just black women. It is, and then we could say maybe it's
1: women (laughs) of color. She considers herself a black woman. Yeah, she considers herself a black woman. So she is a black woman, and she also was totally appallingly during this time, when Serena Williams hurt her ankle at the, uh, I can't remember which open it was, she was treated appallingly for leaving the, for, for, for bowing out when she was injured. These are all black women. Yeah, you know, And I, I don't think, what I think is the problem is it's like, how dare we speak up for ourselves and advocate for ourselves? I think that's what it is, like, how dare we? And how dare we, you know, band together because that's what's happened. Right. The, the black community is basically saying y'all better take Simone Biles name out your mouth because we're coming for you. And we have. Yeah. I, I don't know if you know that, but I mean, I,
0: I've seen it. I mean, partly, though, for me, I was like, does all the media make it worse or does, it does like
1: it does? I'm sure it does. But what else is there? What else can we do? We have to shine a light on this bias. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel so bad for her. Like I like the whole time. I mean, I felt
0: bad. Well, you have empathy for her. Just I just had empathy that this is likely her last Olympics and that this poor woman made the right decision to take herself out of it. But instead of, you know, how like when we were kids with the it was like on ABC and there'd be the ABC sports story and you'd see the whole narrative, you know, and it would all be the beginning about the, you know, the falls and the, this and the triumphs and whatever. And you'd be crying by, you know, and I was like, this is should be one of those shows. Like she had to make this horrendous decision. You know, I'm sure it was hard for her to just say, I ha I can't do this. And it isn't like she gets to go do this next week. I mean, it isn't like they'll say, Hey, hold up. This is horrible. And instead of showing the, na- the, the, the story and really making this a story about the athletes who make these decisions every day. And it's, it's over them for them. Instead of shining a light on that and really the the beauty and the bravery that she showed by like stepping away. Well, you know, she won bronze. Yeah. That. Which I'm excited. I'm, I'm so excited. She gets to take a medal home. Fuck well,
1: everybody got silver for the team. And she's, yeah. do, she's still performing in one other event. I think from what I understand, I mean, like the, The thing is there's a show on Facebook about her. I think it's called becoming Simone or something like that. Anyway, I've been watching it and I, it was started shooting during the lockdown. And I remember there was an episode where she said, if they cancel this Olympics, I'm quitting the sport. My body just can't handle this anymore. And that came. And, you know, I watched that episode weeks before this all went down and when she had to pull out and I saw a, the the news, that moment in the show came back to me. So I know how strong she had to have been to be able to pull out. Twitter and Facebook and Instagram made a special icon for her to put as her, I guess her avatar, and it's a goat, right? Her leotard has a little goat on it, you know? Everybody knows she's the goat and it's all good. It's all good, she will come through this, but it is sad. It is
0: well, I also just think that um, we're living in a time generally, like regardless of whether it's race or body or hair color or ethnicity, no matter what, we're living in a time where the universe hateful people get to say awful things and they get amplified because this is this is. So I rewatched. So before I went to Albania, on my trek, definitely more on the depressed side. Just about you know, and so when I get depressed, I watch British Bake Off, something I do. So I rewatched it and I got a little curious, and I was like, I never have linked up the British bakers to Instagram. Like I've never connected the two. So I started following some of the bakers, and I read this horrible story, and I forget what season it was, but it was. um this lovely woman who is overweight. She was in the top three and I looked her up because she was so lovely and her baking was so joyful. I I mean, honestly, she basically got attacked on the internet for being overweight. Like people were like, you're too fat. You're too ugly. Like to the point where somebody said to her on Instagram, like a direct comment, under some picture of her like showing a cake she made like, I don't even know how your husband would have sex with you. No wonder you don't have children like it is so horrible. And I was like the fact that and now and like so she doesn't basically use Instagram. I was like this, this kind of shaming that. We're allowed to do in the name of free speech, I know is so disgusting. I do see the race component obviously playing out with these black athletes, but I do think it is a sign of a larger problem yeah. in society that yeah. like any, like for lack of a better word, hateful motherfucker typing out this hateful mean shit about people and then have it be amplified because they can connect and find others as hateful yeah. and shitty as they are. Yeah. I'm sorry, none of that was eloquent in all curse words, but yeah. it was so heartbreaking that, you know, and it also like shows you it's all like, even though that's a reality show and I always watch it like two years later, you know, and I'm always like, it's so happy. It's so wonderful. Yeah. It, it wasn't happy. Like there are still people doing horrible things behind the scenes and it's not even really a competitive show. So then we amp it up to the Olympics and somebody puts them out like that and they are putting themselves in danger basically as an entertainment source yes. for humans. Like of course she doesn't want to die entertaining you, you moron! Like,
1: yeah. do you know? Well, we had an Sorry. incident at Formula One. It's me, a racist incident at Formula One this a uh, couple of weeks ago at Silverstone. Actually, our old guest um, Steph F1 was Silverstone for oh. this race, her first ever, and I got to watch a vlog of her there, and so she got to witness this. The one and only black driver, Lewis Hamilton, he won the race, but it there was a, there was controversy because he there was an accident and he hit the um, other guy, and it, but it was not malicious. It wasn't like he took him out or anything like that. But there was a, a collision. They were both driving aggressively. The um, championship is up for grabs this year. It is not like Lewis is walking away with it like he always does. And after the race, the Red Bull team for the other driver made some very hateful remarks not racist remarks but hateful remarks like he was a, a bad sportsman because after the race he was celebrating he won his home race and he didn't know that the other kid, that, that the other driver was in the hospital nobody tells him this during the drive because they want him to drive and so you know they just it was just it incited All of this racist violence against him. Then let's go to the next race. Two weeks later, which was in Hungary and he gets on pole position. He gets that first position, which means he's going to start the race in the first place. And they were booing him so loudly. All these Max fans, Max Verstappen fans, because, you know, that team is a racist team and they say hateful things about people and want to talk about bad sportsmanship when they are the most unsportsmanlike people in the world. And so I I find it really interesting how Lewis is able to year in and year out, year in and year out, manage all of this hate and still be at the top of his game because he is the seven time world champion. And he, had, and he gets this kind of hate all the time, but it's just, it was amplified because of this accident and it was in the news. And so, and he's a black man. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, I, I say that it's worse for the Black women because of the way the media really went after them. The media didn't go after Lewis, but it was horrible. horrible. It was horrible That's as a fan to watch. And mind you, it's not like I'm some great Lewis fan. He is not my favorite driver, but I mean, I know that he is the GOAT. There has been, he, he's tied the person with the most. When, you know, the most wins of championship, we have to give respect where respect is due. So I'm not saying this as some big Lewis fan, because that's the other thing that I get accused of, or people accuse you of when you're Black and you're supporting the Black person. Of course, you're going to support them because they're Black. Well, my favorite driver is actually not Lewis. (laughs) you know? Yeah. I don't even know how to deal with that anymore. I don't even know how to deal with this, this situation where I get accused of, because I'm black, of course, I'm going to take the black side of things. I'm taking the right side of things.
0: Well, right. Well, even as a white person that people don't know how to deal with that because it could, you could easily be accused of you're just being performative and you're like, no, dude, I'm really not, but there's no way you know, you just have
1: to say, wait it because out. The fact wait that it You out. actually say something like, or speak up about it is not performative because these other, co- these companies didn't speak, like, speak up about it. They just said black lives matter. And then they made, that was it. They made no changes. You as a person getting on this podcast with me and talking about this is being an ally. I mean, so let's, you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. But, but like, but you get a cute, like as
0: a, but I'm just saying, I'm like trying to what I'm trying to say now is just that we all sort of face being called out anytime you side with a black person, anytime you like that happens. Like it's sort of a race card, right? Like, so it just becomes a factor. And we're like, dude, sometimes it's really not a factor. Like, sometimes it's just right and wrong. Right and wrong. Or like, I like that author. Like, so I, you know, I've been saying for years that um, Homegoing was one of my favorite books. Like it was one of my favorite books, a debut novel. I read the book. I loved it. I gave it to people I knew to read. And now when I say it, they're like, oh, you're just saying that because it's trendy to like black authors. I'm like, no, you motherfucker. Like that is not true. But we're in a very sensitive time, right? Like everybody is like still highly
1: sensitive, so. But (laughs) that's horrible that you need to be accused of. (laughs) Well, it's it's horrible. You know, but then again, I shouldn't probably engage with these people online the way I do. (laughs) I'm a reverse troll.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have Instagram on my phone, my tiny phone that I only use, you know, for calling and texting (laughs) you (laughs) because everybody else has an iPhone
1: and and I just um, got another one because my phone. died. I got
0: another one. I know I saw I know I saw the the, the Google alert for her email and I was like, she got another one. She just won't get a goddamn iPhone. I get it. But so I, I use so I only have Instagram on my phone and I only have Facebook on my laptop. And I have to say, like, I'm happier. Do you know it is like it's been interesting. I've been off of it and I since Albania and I am I miss certain things about it. You know, I do get on every once in a while still, but, and I do miss things, but I actually have loved not being assaulted with advertisements that are geared for me. So they do a good job. I'm, I am more likely to click on that nice jewelry. I am more likely to click on that new tarot card deck. So I, you know, but it's, it, it just, or all <laughs> those menopause ads. Like, <laughs> but I mean, it's like, it's, but I have to say, like, I'm a, li- I am happier. It's been hard because with Facebook, my 36th high school reunion is this year because we're mm. doing the 35th this year. I know. Is that weird? I'm going. I mean, it's it's I I have to say. God, I'm never on Facebook. But are you but would you have you gone to any high school reunions?
1: No. I'm too famous for those people. Oh, but the- <laughs> Can you imagine if I went now? I would love it. Wouldn't it be great? I just don't know. No, I don't know if I could handle that. I can barely handle seeing my family. Yeah, but your family, you
0: have love with your family and that complicates everything. These are just high school people. I actually have to say, like, I love the people I went to high school with. So I'm often of who those people are. I really am like David Francis coming back from Switzerland to go. And there's just a lot but of see, people.
1: Still friends with all these people. I don't, I'm not friends with one single person. I wouldn't say high friends. I'm acquaintances with them, but I do yeah, love. I don't even, yeah. I had to know any of these people. I know no one. I, yeah. Right? No, it'd be I'm hard. I agree. That know would be no hard. Who they are.
0: But I'm excited. So many teachers, so many people, working in nonprofits one way or the other. So many people still trying to impact the world. I'm excited to go back. Well, I'm happy for you. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if I look good enough. Like, <laughs> oh,
1: <come on. laughs> I guess I just I hate Facebook. I hate Twitter. But you, I mean, I'm on them, but you I have like to, this. but
0: you're on your, but for your job, you kind of need a public eye. I mean, you're a stylist yeah. you need to
1: be in the public eye. I, I have like five Instagram accounts. and I'm so annoyed with Instagram. Instagram is starting to flag me for videos I did five years ago. So I'm like, fuck you, Instagram, you fucking piece of shit, racist things. And they're only doing it to black creators. Yay. Um, oh, so, my God,
0: that's awful. Why? What's what are they? Ta- what are they flagging of yours?
1: Oh, they, not only are they flagging me, they delete the post or they take down my Instagram for a week for music that they say that I posted that that I didn't have the rights to five years ago, like music and just all kinds of little things. I've been flagged on Instagram in the last four months and shadow banned. I have been going in and out and in and out and in and out with them. So I kind of don't, I mean, what I do is like, I'm on TikTok and I can post from TikTok to Instagram. So I don't even check Instagram anymore, right? And, but now I'm on TikTok And I'm finding it's the same racist bullshit. All the black content creators that are righteous and actually are out there talking about Black people and their concerns and and you know things like that. They're getting or, or even the Asian ones. And actually, I'm now also on Native TikTok. So there's some Native American uh, people. They all get shadow banned, and they all have like all kinds of with the politics and TikTok. So it's like it doesn't even matter. Social media is biased, and we're having so many problems. Yeah, I feel really bad for. Native American TikTok, because there, there are so many messages trying to get out there about the pipeline and where they're the, the water caretakers. They, they're basically ha- making a call to action. Please come to the pipeline to help us. And the police are harassing them on a regular basis. And every time one of their posts goes up, it goes down. Wow. So I sent money. Because like I didn't know what else to do. Wait. I'm not gonna go because I'm worried about COVID. But I mean, like I would go. Like this is I'm so upset. I would go at this point. I said money because that's what I can do right now. But like I tell you what, if if I go on to TikTok today and see that these that they're still t- taking their um, things down, I might go. Yeah, I I might go. I'm 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 at that point now. But yeah, so like you know, uh, it's, it's social media. Whereas I love it, I also hate it. I am not re- on the receiving end of a lot of hate yet, right? And I always worry about that, right? I post these videos now. I st- re- started reposting my workout videos and I haven't received a lot of hate and I don't receive a lot of this like crazy men trying to coach me and things like that. So I've been pretty lucky, but you know, that's just a matter of time.
0: No, I mean, you have to be careful. The more you go out there, the more you're putting yourself out there to be... Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I was Ooh. gonna post today because I did a 120 pound bench, which is like uh, a big deal. I did it a couple. I did it a year ago, year and a half ago, but I weighed 130 pounds. I weigh 118 pounds today, <laughs> and I benched 120 pounds. That's <laughs> So mean. I was just like, it just was one of those you moments. You lifted where yourself. I, just, I should. Re- I benched more than myself. Benched. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's what I was going to do, but I'm scared. Anyway,
0: well, <laughs> so no, I'm glad. Well, I'm so proud of you that you did that.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I can't believe I'm still 118 pounds.
0: I think it's awesome, revers-
1: but you're, are you still cutting or are you? I'm reversing till for, until I get toward closer to the competition and then I will go down to 115 for competition. Okay.
0: If that competition but, happens,
1: taking our exactly. conversation full circle. Yes. Taking our conversation full circle back to the Delta variant and hoping everyone is staying safe and wearing their masks and getting vaccinated. Please, please, please get vaccinated. So we'll be back
0: next week. We're going to meet and figure out our list of topics, but it will be timely and it will careen from one topic to a next. (laughs) Next. Because I kind of feel like this is Summer of Rage with Lenya and yes. Alex. <laughs> That's right. This is summer number two of Rage. God. All right, everybody. Find us at womenbridgingthegap.com. We're out there on Instagram, and Lenya's probably out there on our Instagram doing good things. So feel free to Yes, me. I would be on our Instagram, <laughs>
1: womenbridgingthegap instagram and i am on my instagram if you want to watch somebody lifting weights
0: i love watching you lift weights i when i go i watch you lift weights and then i lift weights so you inspire me sweetie Yay. all right everybody have a good week